Have you had your massage therapy business for several years and are still struggling to consistently post to all of your social media accounts? Listen, we get it. It can be tough navigating the marketing world once you're in it. You know, how do you design your graphic and what do you put in the post text? What can you post? And all on top of that, what's trending? So we've done all the hard work for you and created MCA's done for you membership where you can go to get all of that content delivered directly to your inbox. All you do is cut, copy, and paste. How does that sound? Head over to massagecoreacademy.com and sign up right now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets. We are your hosts, Chad and Jeanette, and today we're talking about how you can make your intake form more unique to your business. That was most likely one of the hardest podcast titles I had to get out. Was it because it was a long title? What's the reason behind that? Yeah, it was because it was a long title. And inside my head, I noticed that my voice sounded like I'm sick, but I'm not sick. Like, you know, I say, let's talk sheets. And it like, <laughs> I had like a little like, uh, like a, like a puberty hit, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So our little Jeanette's growing up. So I'm, I have in front of me our links page from our website. Yeah. Holy cow. We've got a ton of resources. So yeah, we do take us off track, but I just want to rattle off a few things that we have here. Researching income level in your area, establishing your session pricing, um, business plan. So the first steps of establishing your business plan, tax deductions for massage therapists, um, Working on establishing your ideal client, a walkthrough on how to do that, sample profit and loss statements, sample balance sheets, like the list goes on. I know. And on well, and in a couple we available. I think it's next week. Let me take a quick look here. Um next week, no, two weeks from now, we're gonna be going, we're gonna be using two of those resources on our podcast. So if you're listening on Spotify, cool, because you'll be able to see what we're doing. Um, If you're not, you can listen to the audio and go on the website and walk through it, or you can just jump over to Spotify and you can see the whole video. I love Spotify. Yeah. So I've been working in my business. um, We do websites and SEO. So we help local local businesses that want to rank on Google, we help them get there. And we've been working with a few local band, not local bands, not local to us, but smaller bands. One's a 10 piece band. One is a duo. They do weddings, they do DJ and live music. And, um, you know, one of the things that we're doing with them is having them curate Spotify playlists as inspiration playlists. So imagine you're a, you're engaged and you want to sit down and start going over stuff. We'll say colors and flowers. There's an inspiration playlist for that that will get your mind right to be prepared to start going after those types of things and doing the research and looking at it. Um, so I have them doing that where they're putting together inspiration playlists because that helps them get found organically uh, online. Plus you're contributing high value to prospective clients. Well, and that also kind of like kind of segues into intake forms because 
there are a lot of places that um, just the music that's playing is the music that's playing. But then there are other places, sometimes, most of the time, they're more like solo owners like myself and others that will ask, like, what kind of music do you prefer to listen to? And most people don't really like know what to say to that. Like, whatever you have on is fine or spa. Like, there's not really an expectation. But if you phrase it in a way that encourages them to possibly think about what their goal for that session would be or what their goal for massage therapy sessions would be. You can phrase it in a way of like, you know, like meant like not necessarily like mentally or emotionally, but you could create sub like separate playlists for people that are like, listen, like I've had a rough day. Like I just need whatever's up here. I need it to stop. You can have a playlist in the background for that. You can have a playlist in the background if they just want to sleep. You can have a playlist if they want to stay awake, whatever it is. But you can cater your business to that and where they don't even have to choose. They're just coming in. You sense a certain energy and you're like, okay, this playlist would be really good for them. Yeah. There was a clinic I used to go to and they had um, not what you're talking about. It's the same thing for every room. There's six rooms, five rooms. Um, everything was listening. Everybody was listening to the same thing, but I would go in at different times. And when I went in and it was during like the, um, some was music, some was sounds. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you the sounds knocked me out and the music. Yeah. Cause there's no rhythm. Oh my gosh. I was drooling. <laughs> Yeah. So if you so that. if you asked me today, if you said, um, hey, hey, Chad, what 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 is your goal for this session? And I said, um, I want to I want to just be out. Um, I just want to relax, not have to think about anything, let my brain turn off. That's where that's what I that's what would do it. And if you said, and if my answer was, I want this to be an effective and efficient, uh, you know, I, I want I want there to be progress done here, um you know, that that's going to be something different. It's not going to be me falling asleep and being knocked out. It's going to be something more rhythmic where um my brain is following along. Right. Right. No, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, so let's just jump right into it because I think, I think some people think that the intake form has to be something super professional, super medical. And up until like recently, I, I've been changing a little bit about how I think about that. So I start asking myself some questions. What can I ask my client to better prepare them for their session? So what on that intake form can I uh, ask them so that I don't have to ask them when they're there? It's less words about preferences and I don't want to say stuff that really matters, but in an effort to keep this podcast short, stuff that doesn't really matter. You want to keep that time when they're when they have arrived for their appointment to okay, physically and emotionally, mentally, spiritually, like how can I help you? Where's your pain? Okay, you're stressed at work. Okay. Um that's where I need to focus instead of <clears throat> six or seven bullet points of like, okay, I have your pain. What music would you listen to? Okay. What kind of pressure do you want? Like all of that, you can look at an intake and be like, okay, 
I know this person coming in is going to want pressure that I am not ready to deliver. So I have to get clear with them on that. Just becomes a little bit more of a focused assessment. Does that yeah, make sense other, before I like yeah. start continuing to yeah. ramble on? The other thing I want to say with that is when you pose these questions, you need to be able to control the results, meaning you're not going to ask the question, what kind of music do you want to listen to? You're going to ask the question, do you want this, this, or this? Right. right. So everything has to be predetermined, but they're still choosing their journey, so to speak, right? Because so you're giving them control, but control over based off of what you are allowing to happen. Because at the end of the day, you have to still maintain control over this session. You are the pro and it's you that determines their wellness plan, not them. But that doesn't mean right. they can't have some say into how the experience is going to be. Yeah. Okay. So you jumped right into it. Like music, we can we can categorize in uh, different cate different categories for that. You can also do that with stuff like techniques that you've experienced. So if you have like myself, I do deep tissue, I do trigger point, I do gua sha, I do cupping. Soon I will be doing ashiatsu. Okay, I can make a checkbox list that says please check mark the techniques that you've experienced in previous sessions. That way I don't, I know I don't have to explain cupping to them. They've already received cupping. Sure. I might have to provide some education because I don't know what their, what that therapist education was, but it gives you a baseline of like where they're starting out at. So, you know, you know, if you have somebody coming in, that's only experienced Swedish, like they may not be ready to do scraping and cupping and a little bit of ashiatsu. You know what I mean? So having those answers be those like control groups where it's not just a blank, like write what you want, their selections. That's where, like you said, that's where the control part comes in, but still allowing them to like still create their journey. And that's huge. A lot of people, I, I don't think that a lot of business owners think that that can elevate the experience at their facility, but it can, because you know, then that yeah, person 100%, knows. hundred percent. So it's I, like, it's, we call it user experience in the digital world and it's acronymed UX, but right. essentially let's imagine you're going onto a blog and it's a 10 minute, a five minute read the table of contents that lets you jump to the section, right. user experience. Would you eventually find it on your own? Absolutely. But is there a cheat sheet to optimize for my experience? Small little things like that, bolding, gap, right? And you can take those similar elements into your business as well. What does that right. experience look like? And here's the thing, nobody's doing it. The number right. of therapists that are doing these small user experience things, um, I would say less than 10%, probably less than 5%, which gives you an opportunity to do that and stand out from everybody else. And right. all the things we've been talking about over the last 158 episodes are all small little things that contribute to the greater your business is better than the person next door because you do all of these things and they don't. Right. Um, I'm looking at my list here. I want to see if there's anything else that kind of fits into that. Um, Same goes for pressure. Like when category. we're talking about pressure, yeah. here's the thing. They, they may have a preference and it's your duty to make sure that you don't deliver a negative experience, right. but you can't lose sight of the fact that you are the pro 
and that you know what that muscle takes in order to have success with what you're working on. So if that means that they're in there for some fixes and you know that that's going to be a six out of 10 on the pressure scale, what you need to do instead of saying, what pressure do you want? Because if they say three, you can't fix that. You need to set reasonable expectations of what's going to be happening. And if you're going to be approaching a more tender area, let them know, hey, this is going to be a little bit different. Let's make sure we stay connected on what's about to happen, right? Well, and you're just getting, you're getting into like a whole host of things. Like pressure is oftentimes the one thing that I see that gets left off of a lot of intakes because to put it simply, you register pressure differently than I do. Your deep pressure is not the same as what I would like for deep pressure, but it gives you, the therapist, a gauge of where their expectation is. That doesn't mean that you have to meet it, but that gives you a gauge, especially if you're in a scenario where you may have multiple therapists and one of them is a lot lighter pressure than you or more of a medium pressure. Work on that client the first time. If anything, for a, for deep tissue therapists, it's a little bit of a break um, because we're not working so hard. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I I think pressure should be included. Again, it just falls into that category of something else where you know what somebody's expectation is already walking in. So, like you said, if they're at a if they say a three, that doesn't really suit me, but I know what I can do to accommodate that and to communicate that. So one, if anybody's ever heard me say this before, I say, as you're doing your session, check in with them on pressure. And that's what they teach you in school. But instead of just saying, is the pressure good? Is, is the, how is the pressure? Cause you're going to get the same answer no matter what. Yeah. Make it one where you force them to give you feedback. And my really long winded example of that, just so that you can refine it is, all right, I'm checking in on pressure currently, uh, you know, at a scale of zero, on a scale of one to 10, currently we're at a five. Where would you like it to be? More pressure, closer to seven, less pressure, closer to three. That scale gives them something tangible mentally to understand right. where they want to navigate it. Gives right. you feedback so that you can make proper adjustments. Obviously, you can tailor that to however you want, but if you simply just say, how's the pressure? The answer will always be, it's fine. It's good. It's perfect. You'll never get, um, I would like it a little bit less. Nothing's ever going to be fine tuning it because we, the clients don't feel, A, we don't feel like it's our place to be dictating the massage, but also a lot of us, we're trusting that you know what's right for us. But if you kind of force us into giving you real world feedback, that's going to be a better experience for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Other things that I've seen, uh, like major, I don't want to say terminal illnesses, but more serious diagnoses like blood clots, um, cancer treatments. Like some of these can be like contraindications. Um, if it is something where you actually require a doctor's clearance or at least a doctor's note, or you will not work on them, these questions need to be on your intake, not just for them and for you to know what their health history is, but also to know whether or not you need you need to call them ahead of time be like hey listen like your intake like i based on what you put on here like i can't work with you instead of them showing up and you looking at their intake and going oh shoot like i should have asked this 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 and this so if you 
have a section that has, you know, do you have any of these, have a separate section, my suggestion, separate section that has all of the uh, diagnoses that are things that are like red flags for you, whether you need more information or it's an absolute contraindication. And then just have a disclaimer on there for something, for anything that you need a doctor's note for and say, you know, if you checked Mark, this, this, or this, we need a note from your primary PCP or relative doctor stating that massage is safe for you to receive. The funny part about that is it doesn't necessarily protect us liability wise if something happens, but we are not the professional of those diagnoses. So we have no other option but to go with a PCP recommendation. And it's a CYA. Like it, I mean, it really is. Some people require, I require it because it helps me to make a better decision. Cause I don't know. I know, I know I'm not supposed to work on blood clots, but some people have had one blood clot and have never had another one in their life. And they haven't been able to receive massage. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If you need the more information, you need to preface that on your intake because that's the first piece of form that they get. And it's the best place for them to be like, oh yeah, I checkmarked this. Now I need to call my doctor. Checking in. So we're talking about intake forms. So what we're talking about is new clients, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if, yeah. if you are if new clients or if you have a... Um, if you have like a robust system, like, uh, like I do with Bagaro or, uh, some other way to mass email a form, you can simply say, Hey, this is a intake update form or update to your intake. Um, Ooh, I love that. I didn't even think about that. So maybe just an annual, um, update of what's going on in your life. Let's get yeah, some, most, so some can... programs have some sort of setting where like, it'll oh. automatically send the intake form. I think Bagaro does it'll automatically send the intake form to them every year to update or review or whatever. But if you don't have one of those systems, you can simply just create another form. Even if all you have accessible to you is, is Google, um, you have to make sure that it's stored appropriately, but you could do just a simple Google form. And just so folks know, Google is HIPAA compliant for transaction. Doesn't mean you, it's still your due diligence to make sure that the info, once it's to you, gets put in a safe place. Yes. But the transmission of that data from the end user to you is compliant. Yes. Um, looking okay. So you have on here techniques experience, and I think that's a really valid question. Um, and, you know, the marketing side of me says, explain to me your last massage. What did you like? What didn't you like? And right. I know for you, you're going a little bit different of a route on, you know, techniques experienced. Um, I can tell you, Jeanette, if you asked me what techniques have I experienced, I'd say, I don't know, massage. <laughs> but if you okay. asked me, explain, explain what you loved about your last massage, I would better be able to tell a story about my experience that I would about describing the technique because, you know, Graston, there's a tool that's involved. That's a very specialized technique cupping. I might understand it, but I don't know if it's a pump 
or if it's a rubber squeeze and what the differences between them are. I just know that my- I, under I understand. I understand, I understand where you're going with. And I think both of the questions, both what I'm saying, what you're saying are extremely important because they may not, yes, that you're quite right. They may not know how to describe the modalities that they experienced. Um, so, but if you just leave it a blanket statement of please describe to me what your previous massage experience, what you liked and what you disliked. Oftentimes what we see is I really like the deep work on my feet. Okay. Well, I can't do that for 90 minutes. So it's not very, it's helpful for the experience, but it's not helpful for the overall treatment plan sometimes. Cause I've done that in the past before. And, um, the responses have been like a little less than thrilling, but I think it's important to put it on there especially if you have somebody that's coming to you that you find out, oh, their massage therapist quit or they moved and they have to find a new massage therapist. Well, they stuck with them for a while for some reason. It's important. I get where you're coming from. From a marketing perspective, that's huge because you're you're yeah, validating yeah, exactly. what they- you're, you're, But you're giving them the opportunity to put it in their terms based on their experience. I think- right. I think the ultimate goal of the intake is to get a thorough history of where they have been, where they currently are, and then what their goals are so that you mm -hmm. can best execute. So if you word any and all questions in a way that's going to get you the data, what's going to make it unique for your business is when you dress it up in a way that they've never heard before. So right. you can get creative with how you're going to ask the question, but the ultimate goal is for you to receive data so that you can best perform what you need to do and make sure there aren't issues like contraindications and you know blood clots that you, you you're aware of everything that you need so i just see i see so many times when i've walked into a session that it's just it's too bogged down with more questions before the actual session and i there's a way to get rid right. of the bulk of that yes and I mean, if that's what you're currently doing and everybody's loving it, great. You might have found yourself a niche of people. I just don't prefer that. I am more of like, come in, get on the table. Let's get the job done. Get out. A little bit nicer, obviously. But it's not, people aren't hanging around my office, like chit-chatting about their entire lives and, oh, this and that and the other thing. Like that all gets taken care of. But, and I but I need that intake as that reference so that I can remember like, oh, that's right. They really like their feet worked on and I haven't worked on their feet in a while. You have Stuff this other like part on here about um, parts of the body that they're uncomfortable with. And here, that's an interesting thing. Oh, I love some that folks, one. Some folks might take that as an obvious, but here's the thing. Um, somebody might be self-conscious about a mole and they don't want that area touched. Right. So right. I, and, and that's, or a scar or cause they, mm -hmm. you know, got attacked by a dog and they have a scar, right. There might be trauma related with some things. There might be preference related with it. Well, and, and it's think, the, I'm sorry, say, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I was, what I was going to say is I think what's unique about that is simply just asking the question because I don't know that that question, I filled out so many intakes cause I've gotten massage all over the U S and all over the world in different countries. And I can't think of a single time 
anybody said, is there an area you need me to avoid that's uncomfortable for you? Not once. Yeah, this is, and here's the thing though. It's not coming from a perspective of what would you not like me to touch? Because as your massage therapist, I, me personally, I'm going to want to touch every single part that I can get to, to get relief because, and I'm not saying I'm going to just hear me out on this. I need that information because I would like to educate you on why I need to work on your inner thigh for certain things, why I need to work on your glutes for certain things. But it gives me the red flag of like, hey, you can't go there <laughs> on the first session. Like you need to have a conversation because most of my clients, I would say 50% of my clients don't wear underwear. Like I drape, I drape respectfully, but I do not drape super, super conservatively. I'm getting to as much skin as possible. And this right. is the best way that I have figured out to ask the question for transgender, non-binary, whether they've completed, a, whether they've com completed surgery, whether they haven't. Um, this is, I like this way of asking them what parts of your body do you feel uncomfortable with? And you could even pop in an optional why. Why are you uncomfortable with that? And that could open up a whole, like I'm uncomfortable with my top because I am a transgender um, male who has not had their surgery yet. Like whatever it is, it just gives you a little, and they're not being asked. Those questions aren't being asked. Right. I could go on yeah. and on about it because it's, it's, it's difficult to ask those questions with individuals who are experiencing that and going through that and just trying to be the true version of themselves. Like it's, it's hard to get down because no one's having those conversations. Or, or, or a woman who had a double mastectomy and that's just a super mm -hmm. uncomfortable area, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of scenarios. And if you, I don't want to say lump everything together, but you figure out a way to introduce that question that is safe for your clientele, whoever you specialize on, uh, specialize with, that is the most important thing because you are giving them the opportunity to have a voice. And yeah. then you as the professional can then dive into building trust and then opening that up so that you can best perform your duties. And it, it, like you said, it might not be that first time, but it's something you're going to have a conversation with, start setting expectations. And with that trust building, be able to work on things so they can have the most efficient results as possible. Right. Right. Um, okay. We're over time. What are we doing? Yeah. Next what else? Me? Is that, is that, is that it? <laughs> Call I think, time. I mean, that, that was, yeah, that was the, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm, we covered all the mm -hmm, next week. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, next week is chat GPT and how it can help your business. I'm super excited for this topic because, uh, if you, if you're new to this game, um, Chad knows everything there is to know about anything tech. So um, he is, he's the master. So yeah, chat GPT, you may not think it's going to be beneficial for like massage therapy in your business, but there it is. So just set the reminder for next week. We will see you then and keep being awesome. to the next level.